All right. Good morning, everyone. Okay. So thank you, men and women, for leading us in worship. I was blessed by the songs today. And I hope and pray that uh, the little message I'll be bringing you today will also be a blessing to you, as it was to myself. And uh, the title of the uh, sermon today is, Are You a Thankful Person? Are You a Thankful Person? little background on how I came upon this. I was actually uh, reading a book by uh, the Puritan Thomas Watson. And <clears throat> he has a little book called A Godly Man's Picture, which can also be a godly woman's picture. So um, can go either way here. And uh, I was blessed by a section in that book on thankfulness. I was actually convicted as well. So I was going through it, and he did a, a great job that I thought uh, this is, would be good to share and would be good to um, turn into some kind of a message for us so that we can all be encouraged, edified, and so on. So, um, again, the title of the sermon is, Are You a Thankful Person? And um, the passage that I'm going to use, this is my passage, it was not in the text that I'm using by Thomas Watson, but this is the scripture passage that I chose. This is where Jesus cleanses the ten lepers. So you will find that passage in Luke 17. And we're going to be reading verses 11 through 19. Luke 17, verses 11 through 19. And that would be on page 876 for the, uh, those of you that are using the Black Bibles. And once again, I'll just ask you to stand, if you're able, for the honor of hearing the Word of God. On the way to Jerusalem, he was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. And he entered a village. He was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered, Were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. You may be seated. The Apostle Paul tells us in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So I ask you again this morning, are you a thankful person? This question, uh, you know, you just ponder that and try to answer it for yourself. And as we go through this message, you can bring that question up again. 
What I'd like to do right now is just look at the sections that uh, Thomas Watson gave. A lot of this is my own, um, but I do have the headings and the points that he made as the frame of the sermon, just to give you an idea of where it's going. So um, the first part is, our, uh, a godly person is a thankful person. A godly person is a thankful person. A few reasons why this is so. So, praise and thanksgiving is the work of heaven. I mean, that's what the beings in heaven do. So we have to start with that. If we're, a belie- if we're believers, we're on our way to heaven. And so, won't it be suitable for us to acquaint ourselves with the acts of praise and thanksgiving to our God while we're here. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth. Psalm 149. Thomas Watson says here, when we make requests to God, when we're asking for things, we merely act like men. But when we give thanks, we act like angels. You know, it's not enough to believe in the Bible. It's not enough to believe in God. And the reason I say that, and I don't say it lightly, because the Bible tells us that the devils believe. And they tremble. Uh, They have been in the best seminary possible, the seminary of heaven. They sat under um, the glorious... Uh, teaching of God, and they, they witnessed and, vis- and uh, saw things that we have no clue of the glory that they were exposed to. And so, they believe God. You don't have to tell them about God. They've seen Him. They've seen His glory. When Jesus was on earth and casting demons out, if you read that in the Gospels, often you will hear the demons cry out, and say, Jesus, Son of the Most High, you know, they, they proclaim him as Lord, Lord of the Most High, Son of God, we know who you are. Did you come to torment us before our time? So they were fully aware of the Son of God and who he is. But the one thing they can't do is be thankful. And so that's why in the book of James, he says, you believe, in, you believe in God, you do well, but the devils also believe and tremble. So obviously our faith must go deeper than the, than the faith of devils. Thanksgiving is the work of heaven only. But also, Thanksgiving is a God-exalting work. We exalt God when we give him thanks. Whosoever offers praise glorifies me, God says, in Psalm 50, 23. And Watson here says, though nothing can add the least might to God's essential glory, yet praise exalts him in the eyes of others. Praise is the setting forth of God's honor, a lifting up of his name, a displaying of the trophy of his goodness, a proclaiming of his excellence, a spreading of his renown a breaking open of the box of ointment, whereby the sweet savor and perfume of God's name is sent abroad into the world. 
Oh, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And here, Watson also gives us a sobering thought. He says, if thankfulness is the sign of the godly man, then the number of the godly appears to be very small. Unfortunately, we do not see, sad to say, even many Christians thanking God and giving praise to Him in all circumstances. And yet this is the injunction and this is the command that the Apostle Paul gives us. So let's, let's just think about the passage we read right now with the ten lepers. Let's just ponder that for a second. So here are ten lepers. Jesus is walking down the dusty roads of Jerusalem or Galilee or wherever he was at that time. And the ten lepers see him. They recognize this is a special man. They've heard enough to know that this man is a special man. I don't know how far their, their, their faith went. But they did recognize that he was unique. So they started calling out to him, Jesus, Son of God, Jesus, have mercy on us, heal us, and all of these other things. And then Jesus heals them. Not on the spot, he tells them, go to the priest and you're going to be well. So they go to the priest and miraculously, their leprosy goes away. But nine forget it. Nine forget how they were healed. How is that even possible? Did they forget? Did they willingly forget? One of them returned and gave thanks to God. So here's here's a tremendous disease that a person was struck with. And they're miraculously healed. And they don't pause and wonder and say, how did this happen? Who healed me? I need to see that person and, get, and thank them for what they've done. So that's a remarkable passage the Bible gives us to remind us how important glorifying and giving thanks to God is. Christians need to be more thankful. I'll say it again. Christians... We don't expect this from the world. Christians need to be more thankful. On our second part now, um, which is going to take most of our time here, what I'd like to do is give you uh, a brief outline of 10 points, 10 brief points that Thomas Watson gives here for us to examine ourselves with the question, how may we know if we are truly thankful? So I trust this will be helpful. How will we know? How do we know? How do you know if you're really a thankful person? So number one, he says, when we are careful to register God's mercy. Okay, so here's, here's what he means. God does something to you. Maybe it was an answer to prayer. Maybe it was some mercy that you discovered along, along the path of life as you walked. Something good came to you. Um. Do you remember it? Do you give God thanks for it? Okay. So um, we we have a sad commentary in the Psalms about the Israelites. Here they are. They They just escaped the land of Egypt. God leads them miraculously through the Red Sea, parting the sea. The sea stood like walls on either side, a miracle in itself. They walked on dry ground. They entered the promised land. They wandered for 40 years, but what happened? God fed them 
with manna from heaven. He gave them water from a rock. Astounding miracles were happening all over them. He fed them quail, meat when they wanted meat. Their sandals didn't wear out. For 40 years they wandered this wilderness and God preserved them. He cared for them like caring for his own son through that whole time. And we read the sad commentary in Psalm 106, 13. They soon forgot his works. They soon forgot his works. If we're truly thankful, we remember the goodness and faithfulness of the Lord toward us. Watson says, a child of God keeps two books always with him. One, to write his sins in so he can remain humble. The second book is to write the mercies of God in so he can be thankful. One, to keep us humble. That's our sin. The other book is recalling God's mercy to us so that we can remain thankful. That's my son. That's his way of saying amen. Okay, so going back to this, a child of God keeps two books with him, right? So this is an idea that Thomas Watson gave with. So he tells us, give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Number two, we are rightly thankful when our hearts are the chief instrument in the music of praise. What glorious songs we heard this morning. And the singing was beautiful and I was blessed. But Watson reminds us here, anyone can sing God's praises with the mouth. But only those who are thankful sing with their hearts. If we're truly thankful, our hearts are engaged and warmed by the words we sing. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart, Psalm 111.1. Number three, we are rightly thankful when the favors which we receive endear our love to God the more. If we're truly thankful to answered prayers, that should draw us closer to God. If we're truly thankful, blessings from heaven should draw us closer to God. If we're truly thankful, God's faithful daily provision for us should draw us closer to God. When God continually saved David from death, here's David. He is being stalked by by Saul, King Saul. And Saul is determined to kill him. And he's running all over the Judean hills, hiding in caves and just wondering if he's going to be alive the next day. And God delivered him again and again and again from all these circumstances. So David cries out, I will praise the Lord with my whole heart. Psalm 111.1. And he also cries out, I love the Lord. Psalm 116.1. And Watson reminds us, very sobering thought here, it is one thing to love our mercies. It is another thing to love the Lord. Many love their deliverance, but not their deliverer. God is to be loved more than his mercies. Amen? Number four, we are rightly thankful when in giving our praise to God, we take all worthiness from ourselves. We are truly thankful when we recall our unworthiness to receive any goodness from God. 
When God blessed Jacob, Jacob responded, I am not worthy of the least of all the mercies thou hast showed unto thy servant. Genesis 32.10. But what's our human tendency? So our human tendency is, this is the human tendency, it's probably more than the West than in poorer nations. But our human tendency is always to see what we're lacking or what we think we lack. And to compare ourselves with those whom we think are more blessed than us, whether it's materially or relationally or in in any other way that we think that they have something we're missing. And we are vexed by that. This is um, a very, very serious problem because it depletes us from our thanksgiving and joy that we should have with the Lord. And the cure is very simple. Thanksgiving. Thank God. Start thanking God for the blessings that you do have. And maybe He'll start giving you more. Oh, give thanks in all circumstances. Why? For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. For you. We are rightly thankful, number five, when we put God's mercy to good use. What does this mean? It means that we're truly thankful when we show our gratitude to God by serving Christ for who He is and what He has been and what He has done for us. Ask yourself, what am I doing to help advance the kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ? The kingdom to which I'm going the kingdom to which I belong, the kingdom that will be my home forever. What am I doing for that kingdom today? We are truly thankful when we honor God with our substance and material blessings as we give and share with others in need. We are truly thankful when we use our health to promote the cause of Christ on earth right now where we are and while we can Young people, if God has blessed you and has revealed himself to you, oh, don't be ashamed of him. Stand up for him. Even if all the world stands against you, he will never forsake you. He will always be by your side. Number six, we are rightly thankful when we can have our hearts enlarged more for spiritual than temporal Blessings. And what Watson is getting at here is we're truly thankful when we value our salvation above every other blessing. Have you come to that point? That's a very, very important milestone. When you see your salvation, your union with the Lord Jesus Christ, has the most precious possession you have. And that ought to make us very thankful. We are truly thankful when we prize our relationship with Jesus Christ above every other relationship. I don't care how dear the other relationship might be. God always comes first. 
And that is very important for us to remember to prioritize our affections and our goals and our desires. I like to paraphrase how Watson put it here. He says, a godly heart is more thankful for a smile from God's face than all the treasures of the world. Can you relate to that? To have the smile of God upon you. What is that worth? If you can relate to that, then I dare say you're a thankful person. Oh, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Number seven, we are rightly thankful when mercy is a spur to duty. We are truly thankful when we put the mercies we receive from the hand of God to good use. Our gratefulness for all that God has done and will do for us ought to motivate and excite us to serve Him. This should be the result of receiving all of these mercies and goodness from God. It was a saying of Bernard, St. Bernard of old. He would say, Lord, I have two mites, that is, two very small possessions, my body and my soul, and I give them both to you. Number eight, we are rightly thankful when we motivate others to this angelic work of praise. We are truly thankful when we desire to see others thank and glorify God. We are truly thankful when we hear God's name magnified or glorified anywhere in the world. Are you happy when you hear God's name glorified? Then you're a thankful person. Number nine, we are rightly thankful when we not only speak God's praise, but live his praise. We are truly thankful when our gratitude is manifested in how we live and treat others. We are truly thankful when we extend grace and kindness to those who don't deserve it. Why? Because we didn't deserve it. Oh, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And lastly, number 10, we are rightly thankful when we propagate God's mercies to posterity. Okay, what's, what's Watson talking about? He says that is, we are truly thankful when we tell our children what God means to us, how great he is. How gracious, I mean, even if they don't want to hear it, you still say it, okay? So you tell them how great he is, how gracious he is, how trustworthy he is, how he has been our sure guide throughout life, and how he has never failed nor forsaken us, and how thankful we should be to him. Watson again says, we tell our children what God has done for us, In such a need he supplied us. From such a sickness he raised us up. In such a temptation he helped us. Remember your past, Christian. There it's strewn with many mercies. Recall them and give thanks to God. Now we're looking at part three here. Why should we be a thankful people? 
I mean, what's, what's the big deal about that? Number one, it is a good thing to be thankful. It is a good thing. It is a good thing to sing praises unto our God, Psalm 147.1. Remember that there is nothing you can do to repay God for all his goodness, but we can always give him thanks. And God is well pleased with that. Watson reminds us that while thanksgiving to God is a debt we owe, here's the interesting thing. The more we pay this debt, the more grace God gives us. Taste and see that the Lord is good. David asks, what shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits unto me? I mean... He's saying, God has been so good to me. He's blessed me so many ways and so many times. He's saved me from dangers. He's provided for me. He's made me king. Uh, you know, he's given me many possessions. I mean, there's just so much. I'm overflowing with blessings. How can I repay him? The answer is, give him thanks. Don't forget to give him thanks. The great cause we have to be thankful Quoting Watson again, he says, What temporal favors we have received. Every day we see a new tide of mercy coming in. The wings of mercy have covered us. The breast of mercy has fed us. What traps laid for us have been broken. What fears have blown over. The Lord has made our bed while he has made others graves. He has taken such care of us as if he had no one else to take care of. Never has the cloud of providence been so black, but we might see a rainbow of love in the cloud. We have been made to swim in a sea of mercy. And does not all this call for thanksgiving? Number three, thankfulness is a frame of heart that God delights in. You know, there are four four sacrifices that the Lord is pleased with. Four sacrifices. The first one is the sacrifice of the blood of his son. The second sacrifice is of a broken heart. The third sacrifice is of giving. And the fourth sacrifice is of thanksgiving. Oh, give thanks to God in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus you. Now, what a horrible thing ingratitude is. You ever thought about that? I mean, it's amazing. Even the world recognizes ingratitude. Have you ever noticed that? It's very funny because you notice if you ever see like a person that you know is very arrogant and proud and, um, you know, just generally walks about as, you know, he's God's gift to the world. And then he sees another person that kind of resembles that or acts that way. And what do they say? What is the first thing they say? Man, they're so proud, these people. So arrogant, that guy, you know. But that's how, that's how human nature is, right? We, we have this tendency to always be looking at other people when we should be examining what's going on here. So ingratitude is a terrible thing. Did you know that it's very difficult for God to forgive an unthankful heart? 
He says, how shall I forgive you for this? Thy children have forsaken me when I had fed them to the full. Then they committed adultery, says the Lord. Jeremiah 5, 7. So then, Thomas Watson wraps up this section of his book by, by uh, concluding with this question, and I think it's very helpful. He says, so then, now that we've gotten to this point, we may have realized, okay, I'm not as thankful as I should be. What shall we do to be thankful? What shall we do? Watson gives two recommendations. The first one is, if you wish to be thankful, get a heart deeply humbled with a sense of your own vileness. Remember where God found you before he saved you. You were dead in trespasses and sins. Remember that God could have passed you by and left you in the state of death and darkness, a captive of the devil and an heir of hell. But he was pleased to reveal himself to you. And as one other divine put it, remember everything that comes your way in this life is mercy. If it's not hell, it's mercy. Meditation on this will surely make us thankful to God. The second recommendation Watson gives is strive for sound evidence of God's love to you. Fix your eyes on the cross of Christ to remember his love for you. See him there in, with the eye of faith, bleeding and dying for your sins. Remember his love for you. Recall how many times he delivered you from trouble and demonstrated his love to you. Meditate on his precious promises to strengthen your faith and hope in him. And then you will truly be able to say, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Amen? All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we are stirred, somewhat inspired, maybe even convicted by some of the things that we have been listening to this morning. And I ask, Lord, that it is the work of the Spirit of your grace to work these things in our hearts. Lord, you said yourself when you were on earth, without me, you can do nothing. We recognize that, Lord, and we come humbly to you asking to grant us a heart of thanksgiving to recall you, to recall your mercies throughout the years, to not forget like the Israelites of old where it says, and they soon forgot his works. What a sad commentary that was. May we not be that way. May we be a thankful a thankful people, recalling the goodness and, and, and mercy of God in our lives each day. Sustain us through difficult times, Lord. Give us much grace. Help us that we may set our minds on things above, not on the things of this passing earth. For we who believe in you have died, and our life is hid with Christ in God. And we ask, Lord, that you would bless everyone here today 
Be with them for the rest of the day. Give them cheer in their hearts. Have them recall the goodness of God in their lives so that they may be strengthened in their faith and in their hope and that they may carry on the work to which they were assigned. We ask all this in our precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his name we pray. Amen.